Thank you for the bye week. Coming up on this edition of the Die Hard Dan Podcast, Shawnee J and I look at the Lions' performance versus the Saints. Then we play our favorite game, Hell Yeah or Hell No, nah, and we state our case about if the Lions should sign Jabal's shirt. Finally, we take a look at Dan Orlovsky's comments about Matt Patricia. All this and more coming up right now on the Die Hard Den Podcast. Watch out. Here comes that roar. What up, though? This is Kurt Steele, and welcome to the Die Hard Den Podcast. And as always, you know, I'm with my man, Shawnee J. Hello, good people. How are you out there? Hey, my man. It is good, good, good to have you on. How have you been doing? How's your week going? You know, we had a tough loss, but how's everything with you? Well, everything's going well with me. My father's in the hospital, but thank God he's doing well. I'm doing well. You know, I'm a hardworking man. You know, we're kind of outside the radio some podcast. But, hey, I always got to make time for the Die Hard Den podcast. You know it. You know it. Hey, so you know how we do it, as we always do at this time. But real quick, thank you for watching the Die Hard Den podcast on Twitter, on Facebook. Thank you for the downloads. If you're listening on uh, one of the podcast platforms, we appreciate you hitting that download button, listening in. Hey, if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and thank you so much for listening in and taking in our content right here at the Die Hard Den Podcast. So, Shawnee J, like we always do at this time, you know what to do, my man. Tell me something good. Well, that's another bad loss against the Saints, where we jumped out quickly, 14 nothing, but get 35 straight points before making it interesting near the end to score close. Mm-hmm. It's the bye week, and we need this bye week. You know, I think the bye is coming out at a perfect time for the Lions. The rest of their bodies, maybe get a couple guys who are hurting, healed up, and ready strong. I'm not giving up on the season. I know we're running through, but I'm still not giving up. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of football left. Um, this is the time where, you know, Patricia, he made some kind of whack statements after the game. But this is a, he, has to, he has to say that because what he's going to say, oh, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm defeated. I can't coach his team. No, he has to still sound confident. Even if, even if we'll, it does sound we'll, we'll get on that later, man. All right. But wait, <laughs> but, but let me see real quick. Now's the time for Patricia to work on his skiing, get his coaches, his head skiing, work on his skiing, figure out a way how to not just get a lead, but keep a lead and finish the game. Okay. So that's what we need to do over this bye week. All right. So, all right, my man, that's that's uh, Shawnee J. For me, my tell me something good. Um, it has to do with me um, actually joining another another show. I'm going to stay on the Die Hard Dan podcast. Me and Shawnee J aren't going anywhere. But you can also check me out on Detroit Lions on the Prowl. And I'm the newest member of the Detroit Sports Alliance. So you can check me out on both of those uh, platforms. They're on YouTube. They have Detroit Sports Alliance is a group of Detroit sports content creators. They have podcasts, YouTube. Uh, Check them out over there. It's DetroitSportsAlliance.com. And you can definitely check out me and my man, Jim, over at Detroit Lions on the Prowl. Shawnee J will definitely, definitely be on those platforms. So the Die Hard Den, as you know, it is not going anywhere. So. Now it is time to go on the ball 
this week, we're looking at the Lions offense versus the Saints. All right. So looking at the Lions offense versus the Saints, Matthew Stafford was the leader on offense in the passing game, 17 of 31, 206 yards, three touchdowns and one interception. Adrian Peterson ran. He led a abysmal running game, 11 carries for 36 yards. Kenny Galladay, solid four receptions for 62 yards and a touchdown. Uh, not a lot of offense. 90 yards rushing, 191 passing, 281 for the game. Shiny J, my man. Let's talk about this right quick. The offense, man. Um, I'm going to throw some things out. We're going to talk about it right quick. Stafford is struggling. He's making some bad throws, overthrows, underthrows. That interception uh, when he was trying to get the ball to Hawkinson was totally underthrown. What's going on with Stafford? He is not playing well this year. That's not the Stafford that we know. I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, he's come off an injury. They say he was looking good in um, the, the brief mini camp we had before the season. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that's affecting Stafford, a lot of lines, a lot of players mm-hmm. around the league, was the lack of off-season workouts mm-hmm. and a preseason. I think that is certain Stafford a little bit like he's come off an injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we now see the importance, the value of preseason. Um, and, of course, obviously off-season workouts. Mm-hmm. Um, the COVID, the Z, you know, the COVID um, pandemic kind of messed the whole world up, including the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, over this bye, once again, the bye came at a great time. Every lane player, mm-hmm. every lane player and coach needs to get their act together, use this bye week to get together, get their mm-hmm. heads together, and figure out the way to win these games, the games this season. Yeah, I would look at, um, now one thing, uh, and I was talking to someone else about this, it look at look like uh, it looks like he's not planting right with it, uh, when he's throwing, and it could be something to do with the injury he suffered in the Green Bay game. If you remember, Chase Daniel went to went to put his helmet on, and Stafford kind of shoot him off. Um, if he's hurt, you know, I understand. I don't. I understand him being hurt, but I don't understand some of the decision making. Not only is it some of the throws, but it's some of the decision making he's uh, having back there. I hope he can get it get it together. Uh, the run game stalled mightily. Um, Eleven carries for thirty-six. That's less three three yards a carry. That's you know we we need better than that. Um, they didn't expect the matchups. Uh, one thing with New Orleans that they struggled covering the tight end, and we didn't exploit that matchup very well during the game. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't see a lot of you know Hawkinson didn't have a great game. You know, it wasn't where they exploited that matchup um, very well. Uh, they did exploit the matchup with um, DeAndre Swift out of the backfield, where the the it was some times where he caught some passes, like the touchdown at the beginning of the game. But I just don't think they did a good job. Uh, they didn't make really adjustments to what the defense would. The defense adjusted to the Lions, but the Lions didn't adjust to the Saints' defense. If you understand what I'm saying, I understand exactly yeah. what you're saying. And once again. That's on our two coordinators, both Bevo and Unlin. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they they were highly talented coordinators. I know you got to have the horses to play, mm-hmm. but you know some people question their play calling. Like you said, lack of adjustment mm-hmm. during the game and at halftime. Mm-hmm. That's why we you know we were helpless, thirty five straight points with by the Saints. We couldn't figure it out. I mean, we stopped. We got tough near the end, mm-hmm. but by that point, it was too late. I mean, 
we got to figure out how to play an entire 60 minutes mm-hmm. and put, put the game away. Keep your foot on the gas, proverbial saying goes. You mm-hmm. jump out to a big lead, but then you lose it. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, this is this is going to be the downfall of Patricia. I mean, what the 12, <laughs> 13 games they make last year when he his teams blew double yeah. digit leads. I mean, yeah, it's um, it's he's got six straight games with double digit leads and uh, what is it, uh, eleven? No, twelve straight. No, eleven games where he's led in the second half or the fourth quarter that the team has lost. Excuse me. Um. Another thing I saw was poor clock management. Like even when they were down, they weren't. It wasn't. They weren't playing with a sense of urgency. Like I think the whole second half, they should have been in a hurry up mode. You know, they were already down three touchdowns. So I mean, why aren't you playing with a sense of urgency? If you you get me, like it was just like they were just hemming and hawing. They were getting to the line. They were still huddling up. We know Matthew Stafford can run a two minute offense. You know he can run the hurry up. You know he can make those decisions. He can call those plays. That's where he. That's his wheelhouse. He can do that. I mean, it's one of the guys who led, you know, he's one of the leaders in the league in, you know, comebacks. And that's all about running a two-minute offense where he can run no huddle. He can make adjustments on the fly. He can read defenses. I don't think Patricia is, has been horrible at clock management since he's been in Detroit. Very, very horrible. Yeah, it, 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 it's very bad. I, 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 don't, I don't get where, you know, he's – um, he came over from the, from the New England as this, you know, touted as this defensive guru and defensive genius, and he's this, you know, the next level. He's the next big hot thing, and it's it's been disappointing. But we'll talk about him later on. So hey, uh, that's all I really got on the offense. Do you have anything else on the offense, man? That I mean, it's not really a lot to talk about. <laughs> Once again, I I say for the whole team, the offense, the defense, Patricia, mm-hmm. Bevel. Unlin, all the coaches, they got to, you know, put their heads together. It's a bye, it's a bye week to, to get it right. Like I said, yeah. it came in a good time. All right. So, all right. Thank you for listening in to the Die Hard Damn Podcast. Thank you for watching on YouTube, on Facebook. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hey, check us out. Go over to our Facebook page and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Shawnee J does an amazing job of keeping you abreast of all the Lions news. Follow us on Twitter at DieHardDenPodC1. On Instagram at Die underscore Hard underscore Den underscore Podcast. If you listen to us on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for the download. We appreciate you listening in to the show. All right, so it is time to defend the Den. Now let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Here are the defensive leaders for the game versus the Saints. Jamie Collins Sr. had nine tackles total. Seven solo. Kristen Jones had seven total tackles with six solo. Uh, it was about the biggest thing we can have right there. Um, gave up a ton of yards, 288, 200, excuse me, 228 yards passing, 164 receiving, almost a four, almost 400 yards of total offense. And Alva Kamara, he just killed us, man. He was, he had over 100 yards of uh, total offense. You know, 83 yards in the rush game, 36 in the passing game uh, with a touchdown carry in the end zone uh, in the in the second half. Excuse me. It's just tough, man. That that defense played very, very rough on Sunday, my man. I, I just don't. Uh, the pass rush still 
pretty much non-existent. We didn't zone blitz like we did out there in Arizona. We kind of we sat there and let we kind of sat back there and let Drew Brees pick us apart. You can't give a veteran quarterback like that that type of time. We did get two sacks on him. We predicted that you know it's a hell yeah, hell no last mm-hmm. week. We did get two um, Okora Romeo Okora who got a high grade. Mm-hmm. He played well. So the Shelton, he got one of the sacks, and Reggie Ragland got the other sack. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got two, but you know, Cora could have had a second sack on, but you see, he let him go, let him get away. So yeah. by his grand, I mean, they, I, God, I hate that. You got to, once again, got to finish the play. When you got a man in your grass, you know, bring him down, sack him, bring him to the ground. Yeah. I mean, but it's like he spent so much of the game just kind of sitting back and playing his zone where. We weren't getting that pressure. I mean, I understand we got a couple sacks, but you have to keep that. You have to keep a, a quarterback like Drew Brees to beat him. You have to keep him pressure constantly. And That's it, what I was saying last yeah, week. Remember, and it just wasn't there. I mean, you we, we got sacks, but it wasn't the pass rush was still not what it needed to be. And, and I agree. I, yeah, I got what you're saying because you have to keep a player like that. He's like Tom Brady. You have to keep pressure on him. You can't let him sit back there in the pocket. That dude will pick you apart. I mean, for real. Um, and and it was like kind of no rhyme or reason to the defensive scheme. They were like doing stuff where it didn't make any sense to what they were doing out there on the field. It just seemed like they were just out there. They just chose. They just chose to play a defense. Okay, we're gonna play man. Um, or we're gonna play zone. But you know, you got players like Emmanuel Sanders. Well, he can just recognize zone. He just ran up and sat down in the zone and just was catching passes all over the place. Um, the run defense, man. Talk about the run defense, Johnny, because I can't do it. <laughs> well, there's not much to talk about. I mean, we can't stop nobody. <laughs> I mean, we got a little tough at the end of the Saints game. It was. But um, still, I mean, the Saints pretty much did what they wanted. Every team ran. We played well, you know, this year ran as runouts. We got the, the 30th rushing defense in the NFL. Um, Bruh, my, they think Danny Shelton is playing good. You well, know, he's, well, he's yeah. not enough. Well, my old, well, my old self and my rods, my back man, I could at least got fifty yards on on the Lions defense. <laughs> man, I could have got fifty yards on them, man. This and, and that's just it. It was the holes were just huge. They had huge running lanes. Uh, uh, and one thing, and this is the one thing I see with the Lions, man. And this has been a a constant under under Matt Patricia, they don't have fundamentals in, on defense. They don't tackle well. They don't wrap up. And it's I don't I don't get why the Lions defense is so bad to have a defensive minded head coach. Right. And for us, plus we got Unlin from Philadelphia, who's supposed to be so good. But once again you gotta have the horses in the race to run the race with. You gotta have the players on the field. Well so I mean well here's the thing for me is that he has the guys. Bob Quinn gave Matt Patricia all the guys he wanted. Exactly. So I don't understand why he got his horses that he wanted, but they're not producing. I mean, exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. All right. So that's it for the defense, man. That's you know what can we say? We can't. We're not trying to harp on the negativity, but it just is what it is at this yeah, point. Yeah, we got we got to talk about. It. We can't yeah. stick our heads in the sand about it. Nah, you got to talk about. It. You got to talk about. It. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Die Hard Den podcast. Like I said before, uh, it's just a pleasure for us to bring you this content. If you're listening on Facebook, 
Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go over to our Facebook page and follow us. Like I said, Shawnee J keeps you informed on what's going on with the Lions over on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at DieHardDMPodC1. Hit the like button. Hit the, excuse me, hit the like button. Hit the notification button. Subscribe to our channel so you know you're getting fresh content from us right here at the Die Hard Den Podcast. So it is time, my man. You know what time it is. It's time to play our favorite game. Hell yeah or hell nah. You ready to do it, my man? Let's do it. All right. All right. First up on hell yeah or hell nah. Bob Quinn needs to be fired along with Matt Patricia. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. Hell yeah. You can't fire one without firing the other. I mean, it's Quinn. He was brought in to win, build a winner, mm-hmm. as like Patricia was. Quinn got his coach. He wanted to hear of Caldwell. You know, Lion fans, much of the night, they wanted Caldwell fired too. But they, Quinn came in, fired, got the guy he wanted, the guy who was supposed to be the genius, the guy who was overhyped. A few years ago, coming out of New England, I don't trust those New England players and coaches anymore. I mean, even Terry Bradshaw said it. When you get a new coach, don't go to New England. There's only one guy in New England and coach, that's Belichick. Yeah, so don't buy the high assistant. Yeah. So if 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 one goes, you got to get rid of both of them. Package just like when they got rid of uh, Martin Mayhew and Tom Lewan a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I, I would say hell yeah as well. All right, next up on hell yeah or hell now, nah, Corey Unlin needs to take over the defense, not just call the plays. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. Hell yeah. I mean, um, you brought him in to run the defense, right? You're the coordinator. Now, there was some confusion. You know, Lion fans, who's calling the defensive plays? Is it, is it Patricia or is it Unlin? Mm-hmm. Unlin is your defensive coordinator. He's supposed to be so great. Everybody loved the hire back over the winter, mm-hmm. so let the man do his job. I mean, them give him full ring. And Patricia, yeah. you the open. I mean, you're the head coach. You keep the guys. You know, that's what you get. Court is you don't you don't call the plays on offense and defense. You got assistant coaches for. So let the coordinators do their job. It goes the same thing goes for Bevel. Mm-hmm. You let Bevel, like I say, I'll just buy. They got to come up with some new schemes. Give Bevel full ring with the offense. Give Unlin full ring with the defense, and let them do their jobs. I say hell yeah as well. I think that he was more involved in the Arizona game, and you can see that Matt Patricia kind of put his stamp back on it uh, versus the Saints. That's just my opinion. That's what I saw on the field when I looked at the All-22. It looked like Matt Patricia was running the uh, running the defense that game. All right, next up on hell yeah or hell no, nah, Sheila Forehemp needs to address the fan base about the what's going on with the Lions right now. Hell yeah or hell no. Nah. Hell yeah, because she's looking just like her father. I mean, that's the team owner. I mean, yeah. when she was hired, I mean, not hired, but when mom stepped down and passed the team on to Sheila, mm-hmm. a lot of um, media pundits and like the movie, they say, Sheila, she promised, to, she said Detroit deserves better, Detroit deserves a winner. Mm-hmm. She um, she promised to do better. She wouldn't be like her mom or her father. She'd be more aggressive approach. She would do everything she um, lies did to bring in a winner. But so far, she's been asking. You know, everybody wanted her to fire uh, Patricia after the Packers game and definitely after the Saints game, mm-hmm. but she's nowhere to be found. So, 
Wolf needs to address. She needs to come forward to this bye week too. Yeah. Now she said when she got uh, took over the head of the Lions as the principal owner, she said she was going to be more available to the media. And I haven't seen her address the media any time in this season. You know, hopefully during the bye week she can get and address the fan base and tell us, you know, what's her plan going forward. I mean, the fans want to hear from her. She said she would be available to the media, and she hasn't held up that end of the bargain. All right, next up, the Lions will play better in the second half of the season. Hell yeah or hell no. I'm going to say hell yeah because, you know, I'm not giving up. They have to. They can't can't play any worse than they did these first four games. Mm -hmm. Patricia, you know, he's saying every loss that mounts up, the pressure builds up, you know. Thank God they won a game because we don't have to worry about going on 16 again. Mm-hmm. But Patricia, like I said, him, Unlin, Breville, all the coaches got to work hard over his by to put their heads together, build up a scheme on both sides of the ball, special teams too, mm-hmm. figure out you know, what they have to do to win. I'm going to say – I'm actually gonna say hell nah. I'm not. I'm not. It's not believe. They're gonna have to show me this time. They they're not. They're not getting me for for the for the low low and the free this time. They broke my heart too many times, man. I, I can't do it. So I'm gonna say hell nah for right now. Now I'm not saying I want them to lose. Don't get me wrong, my man. I want them to win. I will always root and cheer for the Lions to win. But they're gonna have to prove it to me this time. Yes. <laughs> All right. So next up. The, there will be a fire sale on Lions players before the trade deadline. Hell yeah or hell. Well, let me ask you this before I answer. How many games for the deadline? How many? Three? I think three. Uh, when's the deadline? Well, uh, um, if they if they lose all three or two or three, I'm going to go hell yeah. But they win the next two or three, I would say hell no, there won't be no fire sale. And hopefully there won't be a fire sale. Because that there goes another season wasted. I mean, people, a lot of fans are racing. Oh, just just tank and tank for um for the quarterback from Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, but what if he comes in disappoints you too? I mean, so there's mm-hmm. no guarantee a new rookie quarterback. You know, just tank for Trevor Lawrence or the the guy from Ohio State, Justin Fields, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean. Just those guys don't come with no guarantees, and you'll be bullying them for the first three in the session game. And you know, when people say, "Well, he's a rookie," you know, but well, you won them, so right. I get you. What you gonna do? All right, so I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, hell yeah, they're gonna get rid of somebody. Someone's gonna have to go. I think my two players I think is gonna go are Jared Davis and Marvin Jones Jr. I don't think they make it. I don't think they play the rest of the season in Detroit. I think they're going to be gone. All right. So we'll hope to get some more in this draft picks. Yeah. Fifth round picks. Well. <laughs> All right. So last one, Daryl Bevel needs to take over as interim head coach after the bye week. Hell yeah. Or hell no. Nah. Well, that means Patricia's going to be fired. And that's what people have been calling for as it is for, for Patricia's speech fire after the Packers game and after the Saints game. Yeah, yeah, so that he's gonna be fired within the next week. Uh I'm gonna say hell yeah because I don't know. I'm not I don't wanna give up on the season for Patricia. He lost eleven out of the last twelve games. I mean he seems lost out there. Put the, he's not winning like you know he's born to do. So I would like to see say hell yeah and a change, shake things up. Don't throw away the season. This is all make a 
tank for Trevor Lawrence because who says Lawrence is going to take you? Remember, Stafford was the top pick. Mm-hmm. You know, who's supposed to get to the promised land. Now, Stafford's been a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. He's played hurt. He's been for a long time. Gave us some stability in the quarterback position. And fans been on him. But watch him go to uh, the team he goes to. He went to the Super Bowl. And once again, Lions fans will be looking stupid again. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say hell yeah as well. I- I'm just not sold on Patricia right now. It's just disheartening with the uh, the way that the team's going right now, but we're going to talk about him when we get into our two points conversing this week. But that is hell yeah or hell nah. Thank you for tuning into the Die Hard Dan podcast. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the notification button on YouTube so you know when you're getting fresh content. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. Shiny J does an amazing job of keeping you abreast of the Lions news on the platform. Hey, if you're listening to us on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for the download. We really appreciate it. And go over there and follow us on Twitter at DieHardDanPodC1. All right, we have a new segment, my man, coming up right now. We are going to play State Your Case. All right, so Shawnee J, my man, came up with this question this week. All right, this is our our quick two-minute debate segment where we're going to state our case. So, Shawnee J, you had the question. So, what's your question? I ask, should the, you know, what can the Lions do to help the defense? And should they consider um, signing Jabal Shear? Yes, he's another former Patriot that they brought in before the Saints game to look, mm-hmm. work out. He, he wasn't signed, but maybe they were waiting to see him after the Saints game. They can use all the help on defense again for the pass rush and the run game. Mm-hmm. Now, it's five weeks in. And usually you don't find any all pros on the streets this late in the season. Mm-hmm. But we can help with the passing game, mm-hmm. put a pass rush on, help out um, Flowers and Accord and those other guys. He helped the run game. I'm all for it. Bring him in. He couldn't hurt. Okay. So that's your case. You're saying that you need to bring him in for the run and help bring him to put the pass rush, right? So let me give you some. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to help you out with your argument. This is your argument. He, uh, 2015, he excuse me, 2019, he had 25 tackles. He had four and a half sacks, no forced fumbles for his career. He is age 31. He's played for three teams. He played for Cleveland, New England, and last season, Indianapolis. He had 387 career tackles, 51 and a half career sacks. And for his career, he had 13 forced fumbles. So that's your guy. So you're saying that you want to bring him in to help the pass rush, right? Yes, and the run if possible. And the run if possible. Man, I am not sold on this guy. I tell you what, he is 31 years old. He's up there. I don't need another long in the tooth former Patriot. I have lost all faith in the former Patriots on the Lions. I'm not buying it, man. <laughs> it's not it's not for me right now. Jamie Collins had one good game, but the rest of the year he's playing out of position. He's just playing lackluster. Uh Jerron Harmon, yeah, he's playing a solid season, but even Trey Flowers isn't having a great season. Where's the pass rush from him? I'm not sold on all these former Patriots. I'm done with this. I'm done with the Patriot way. He can, they can have Jabbar share back on the Patriots because I don't want him in Detroit. I, I just, I don't need another long and a two aging guy at the defensive end position. I just don't want it. Well, it's. 
right now, there's not really much out there you can Lions can do to help the defense unless they can pull find another trade like for snacks who recently signed with Seattle, but you find another defensive tackle. Like I said, if you're gonna trade on Jared Davis or mm-hmm. or um or Jones, get a player that can help. Don't get no draft picks, fifth round picks who may never help. Yeah, I would say get a I would say definitely get a player who can play if you're gonna if you're gonna trade him. So hey, that states your case. I stated my case. I said I don't need that guy here in the Motown. Johnny J says bring him in uh, for the uh, interim. Bring him in to help with the pass rush and, the, and maybe the run game. Uh, but uh, hey, what you can do is drop us a comment in the link of this video and state your case if you think the Lions should sign Jabbar Shared. All right. So it is time to get into our two points conversing this week. All right, so if you, Shiny J alluded to this earlier, and we're going to really talk about this, after the game on Sunday, right, I don't know where this is really arrogant for me, but Matt Patricia said that when he got to Detroit, he had a lot of work to do. He took over a 9-17. and How can you be a losing coach and say that? So what we're going to do right now, and, and Shiny J, I know you heard um, – Glover Quinn and, and all these former players that were here for Carwell had had to say, but do you know who the biggest voice is right now is Dan Orlovsky because he has the biggest platform, right? He's an ESPN analyst. So I'm going right. to play a couple, I'm going to play one sound bite and then we're going to talk about it and I'll play another sound bite. So the first sound bite is what Orlovsky had to say about the culture in, at the Lions when uh, Jim Carwell was here in Detroit. To come in and say that you had a lot of work to do is completely false. It's a bunch of trash because that wasn't the case in Detroit. We were a good football team. Matthew Stafford was playing as good as he has in his career. That was because of Coach Caldwell. And we were an organization that was ascending. He was building. And you know what? another thing, Z? The culture was amazing. All right. So, Johnny J, basically what was said was my man said that you took over a 9-7 team. What was the big work you had to do? Uh, the team was ascending. You had uh, winning seasons, nine and seven, the last two seasons there in Detroit for Jim Caldwell. He said that that was a very, um, that he didn't like the statement at all. What do you think about him saying that he had a lot of work to do when he took over the Lions? In a way, it was arrogant, like you said, but another way I can understand, he had to. Say it, so he seemed like he's still in control of the team. He don't say, "Well, I fucked up." I'm sorry, I messed oh, up. Oh, watch him, watch him, watch him. Can't watch say him. that. Yeah, sorry, yeah, you can't yeah. say I'm. He can't say I'm a loser. I never. Should, I was over it on my head. Yeah. I, I should never. He can't say things like that. He had to at least show confidence, even though it was, you know, maybe delusional. But he had to at least show confidence. I'm, I'm, but the takeover. Go ahead. Two, yeah. The takeover nine and seventeen. Um, let's okay. All right. So I, I got what you're saying. I, I, uh, I don't agree with that. I, you you can't you can't come out and, and say something like I took over. I took over. I had a lot of work to do, and I took over a team, and you're not winning. But let's place the second clip from Dan Olaski where he talks about the personal responsibility of Matt Patricia. Hmm. So what was the work that you say needed to get done? 
if you're going to tell me that the work was to win the games that were the big games versus the teams that were winners and win the big division championship, fine. If that's the work that you say you had to get done, I'll give you that. You failed at that. The truth is then that if that's the work, you have failed at that. And then don't start deflecting questions and saying, I'm only going to talk about now. Don't ask your players to be accountable to themselves if you can't do that as a head coach. All right, my man. So Arlowski, you said, you know, hey, if you came in and said that I had I needed to win the big game, you know, that's one thing. Or I needed to win, you know, win the division. But you just saying you had a lot of work to do. We're not buying it. And then, and I, this is typical Patricia. When asked a follow-up question the next day, he ducked it. He said, I don't want to talk about then. I want to talk about now. You can't make a statement saying that I had a lot of work to do. And then the next day, after everyone started blasting you in the media, you don't want to talk about what you said. I don't get that. That's a cop-out. He should have he owned what he said, or at least explained himself, and then you know let it ride where it is. Basically, Orlowski said, how can you hold the players accountable if you're not accountable for what you said? You get what he's saying? I get what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, this is another reason why this guy got to go. I mean, <laughs> you know, another another Patriot coach, former Patriot, Bill O'Brien got fired down in Houston after old form. He was probably the most successful former Patriot coach there was. He was. I mean, he was. One of the one divisions down there in the AFC South. He was had a very good track record down in Houston and was their uh, general manager as well. Uh, so what do you think? We I mean real quick. I'll play devil's advocate. Uh, will um will um Quinn fire Patricia and hire O'Brien? <laughs> I hope the hell not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, man. I hope not. All right, my man. That was two point conversion this week. Good segment, my man. I think that Matt Patricia needs to be held accountable, and I think it's been it's been going on too long where he hasn't been held accountable for what he's been doing in Detroit. So, all right, now it is it is time for us to go ahead and get on out of here. But before we do, we want to thank you again for listening in to the Die Hard Damn Podcast, watching us on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, however you're watching the show. Thank you. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, hit the notification bell so you know when you're getting fresh content. Follow us over on Facebook. Shawnee J does an amazing job of keeping you abreast of what's going on with the Lions over on our Facebook page. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, we appreciate you watching our show over there on YouTube. Hey, thank you again so much. If you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, thank you, thank you, thank you for the download. We appreciate your patronage. So, Shiny J, tell the people how they can find you on social media. You can find me on Facebook. My name is Sean Jennings. Um, you can give me a friend request. You can. I'm also the head administrator of the Detroit Lions Truest Fan page group. We're very good. I keep both that and our Die Hard Den page um, um, updated with Lions News. Um, you can, I hope you visit both our groups and pages. You want to become a member, please do. Um, but you can find me on Facebook. I'm many on Facebook. I know Curry's all over social media, but I'm pretty much on Facebook. Yeah. All right. Um, 
You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram at CurtisSteel14. You can follow the show uh, definitely on www.facebook.com forward slash diehardpodcast. You can listen to us on many of many of podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google um, Podcasts, wherever you can find the major podcast, the Die Hard Den is there. And we're over there on iHeartRadio as well. So um, thank you again for watching the show and listening in. We appreciate it. Shawnee J, what's your parting shot for the family out there for the Die Hard Den? Don't give up on the season yet, people. Like I said, uh, hopefully Sheila will get involved. She'll have a heart-to-heart with um, May. If she don't like here, get him out of here. <laughs> and like I said, promote Bevel's interim head coach. Him and Unlin, let them run the show. That's where Barton do, run the offense, run the defense. Do your thing, but let's not get on the season just yet, Lions fans. Okay. All right. So for me, hey, it is very serious. Um, COVID is still out there. Please protect yourself. Wear a mask. Wear some gloves. Use your hand sanitizer. Wash your hands. If you don't have to go out, please don't. But if you do, be safe, people. And whatever, every, ever you need to do, in life, you got to remember, you got to boss up, ball out, and be the best version of you that you can be. This is Kurt Steele for the Die Hard Damn Podcast. And for Shawnee J, we are out. Yeah.